Welcome to the show. It's Dylan James. JT is right next to me, as always. JT, hello, sir. Good evening, Dylan. How's it going? Good, man. Hey, you know, tonight is a big night for the NBA. NBA draft is going on right now. We got the NBA draft tonight. We got the NHL draft tomorrow. Exactly. It's pretty much draft week, week all week long. NHL expansion draft was last night. We'll talk about that on the show today. Um, Also, big news coming out. We kind of knew this was going to happen. Fultz is the number one draft pick in the NBA draft tonight. Yep, that literally went down a minute ago, but the 76ers have selected Markel Fultz from guard from Washington to be their top pick. By the time you hear this podcast, you would have known this for at least 12 hours. But, you know, we are breaking news in the in the past. Well, in the future. I don't uh, I don't know how that would be. <laughs> I think in the past. Yes. <laughs> we're breaking news in the past. Yes, even though we're recording right now, we are breaking news. So Every time. The Los Angeles Lakers, you are now on the clock. <laughs> yep, and we kind of know who they're going to pick. But we'll find out soon, and we will let you know as soon as we get word from the NBA directly to us. They are just they have us on the phone saying, hey, look, the NBA draft is happening right now. Next pick, we'll call you and let you know when it's going to happen. So, you know, Adam Silver, we're waiting your call. That's right. It's going to happen soon. Uh, so we have several topics to talk about tonight. But JT, how has your week been so far? It's been good. Uh, it's been kind of wet the last few days. It's been wet but for the today, past like, few weeks. I know, but today though, and yesterday for some reason, it's been sunny for like late in the afternoon. Now it's been raining like in the evening time, like late, like yeah. last night it was raining. Yeah. Uh, it was raining right in Davenport before I drove up here for our show tonight. So a little shower there. Um, but they, I said, I listened on the radio on the way home and they said, tomorrow, no rain in the forecast. I'm like, get out of here. Really? Today. But they said no rain. I'm like, okay. Today I was at work, looked down at my phone. It was 96 degrees outside. Yep. It felt like 111 outside. Well, it's very humid outside. Disgusting. You're going to walk out there and it's like a sauna, like everything's sticking to you. You're like, Ugh. That's disgusting. I, I, I don't like it. Welcome and that's why I was, jungle. That's why I was inside today, <laughs> the entire shift. And that's why I liked like. That's what it feels positions. like. It's a jungle out there. It is a jungle out there. <laughs> I like having positions where we're inside in air conditioning. And even in, I mean, even if you drive, you're in, you're in a van, so I mean, you're well, air conditioned being in there. Air conditioning doesn't help me much. You like wear glasses. I walk out there, my glasses <laughs> fog out. True, true. Can't see. Someone invent some glass window wipers or something. Ooh, there's an idea. We should go on Shark Tank with that. Yeah, you you call Mark Cuban right now. Let's. I will call Mark Cuban right now. Stop the draft. Stop everything. We have windshield wipers for glasses. That would be so cool. We're like the next uh, Google Glass. Google Glasses? That would be nice. Yeah. That's a good invention. Then we make some money and then we can buy all of DVC, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just We just need to make it inconspicuous in, in, within the frames. We're going to figure out that and we're going to pitch it to the sharks. Anyway, this is a sports podcast, not... A business your, podcast. Not your, it, so submit us your ideas for new inventions or Google Doc. No. But if you want to submit your in, ideas for inventions, we're always looking for money. And that leads me to sponsorships. We're looking for sponsors on the show. We're always actively looking for sponsors on the show. We're going to go after our first big sponsor probably tonight. 
I'll talk to them. Don't don't say the name. We gotta keep it hush hush, man. (laughs) They don't. We don't want them to know that we want them. Okay, we want to be like nonchalantly like, hey, if you want to sponsor our show, you can. But you know, if you don't want to, it's fine. We'll be okay if you don't. We don't want that. We want them to think that instead of us being, please sponsor the show. Okay, we'll, we'll work on it tonight. We're working on it. Um, so let's go to the NFL first. Big news for Tennessee Titans fans. Eric Decker has officially joined the Tennessee Titans with a $5 million contract. $5.35 million contract, I'm sorry. Uh, it's $2.5 million as a signing bonus. So the day he signed it, he got $2.5 million. A $1.35 million salary for next year and incentives up to $1.5 million. So JT, my big question for you is, is this a good move or a bad move for the Titans? For the Titans, I don't think it's a risk. We definitely need receiver help for Marcus Mariota. So he's only going to help for the offense there. For Eric Decker, I believe for him, this is uh, he's got plenty of motivation for the incentives that the Titans are offering him. And if he makes his goals this season and, and stay healthy and contribute to the Titans being successful, he's going to get all the incentives that he was promised. And on top of that, it's only one year, so... If he does really well and the Titans decide not to keep him after the season, he can make more money when he becomes a free agent next March. So I think it's a plus for both sides. I think it's going to be a plus for the Titans because our receiving core now is actually pretty stellar. If you look at the the lineup we have, we have Rashard Matthews, we have Corey Davis, we have Delaney Walker. We have all these weapons now on offense, especially adding Eric Decker to the mix is, is a huge plus for the Titans. So a position of, I guess you could say weakness from last year has flipped and completely turned into a strength for the Titans. And Marcus Mariota will love to have weapons on offense to where he can throw the ball to them and trust them because Eric Decker has some, sh- some very, very good hands. He played very well in Denver, played very well with the Jets last year too. He was at least the number two wide receiver, if not the number one wide receiver with Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I think with Eric Decker coming onto the team, it's going to be a huge plus for the Titans and it's a force to be reckoned with. I mean, you look at the division we have and Houston is at least three years behind what the Titans are doing right now. And with them being the AFC South champions last year, you, you have to think, you know, hey, we can take over that spot really easily now with our wide receivers and us actually having a quarterback that can play better than any quarterback Houston has on their roster right now. So I think the Titans are going to look really, really good this season. They're going to make some really big noise in the AFC South, and I think they can get to the playoffs very, very easily if Marcus Mariota stays upright the entire season and stays off the bench with injuries. So that, that's my two cents about that. So I think it's a great move that Eric Decker came to the Titans. And speaking of quarterbacks, the Raiders signed Derek Carr to a five-year, $125 million extension. I believe $70 million of that was guaranteed. $40 million of that was a signing bonus. So he got a lot of money today. He got signed to a very, very good contract. It's the most expensive contract for a quarterback in NFL history. So, JT, what do you think about this move? Oh, it's a good move for uh, Derek Carr. It's a good move for the Raiders. I'm sorry. The Oakland Raiders. There we go. 
So well, can we say Las Vegas yet? No. Is it changed yet? I'm not. Well, I'm. St- I'm still. Are they gonna about call this. them the Vegas Raiders? <laughs> they should. Oh man, is that, that the thing now? That's good. I like the that. Vegas Golden Knights. I, I don't. The Vegas Raiders. Well, it's the Vegas Golden Knights. They don't have Las Vegas. They have Vegas Golden Knights. So yeah. I like that though. I like Vegas better than just Las Vegas. It's better that way. But anyway, Dylan, to answer your question, I think for the Raiders and Derek Carr, I think this is a good move for both sides. For Derek Carr, he gets his money, he gets paid, because we know he's been asking for it for a while, and he's going to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. What more do you want? Five years, $125 million? That's a lot of money. And I know some quarterbacks now can be looking, hey, he got his money, when am I going to get paid? So it sends a message to that, of course. And for the Raiders, you got your quarterback for the future now. Not only you in Oakland for at least two or three more years, but when you go to Vegas, he's still going to be there. And you got them locked up now. You don't have to worry about like what's going on over there in Washington with the Redskins and Kirk Cousins and his situation. So I think it's going to be a good move for both parties. And I think the Raiders just locks them up as to be a contender in the AFC West from here on out. But you look at his numbers from last season, you understand why they gave him this contract. So last season, he was completing 63.8% of his passes. He had 3,937 yards passing with 28 touchdowns and 6 interceptions before he broke his leg in Week 16 against the Colts. So he had a game and a half left, really, of the season where he could have actually put up more numbers than this. So he could have probably eclipsed the 400-yard passing mark in a game and a half at left in the season. So, I mean, he ha- he was playing a stellar game last season. I hope that he comes back with the same play qualities that he had before, before he had the broken leg, because that usually does hinder a quarterback a little bit because, you know, look at Sam Bradford with his situation with his knees or whatever. And I mean, you know, with anything with a leg, when it comes to a quarterback that throws off your foot, that throws off your, your footwork completely. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they're as, as potent as they were last year on offense and they can make a run in their division. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with, Derek Carr and the Raiders. Now, the Chiefs parted ways with their GM, John Dorsey. He spent 12 seasons as a personnel director, football ops director, and college scouting director for the Green Bay Packers. And that's kind of talk right now. Do you think that John Dorsey might go back to the Green Bay Packers? Well, if you're a general manager right now in the NFL, this certainly has not been a good time. I believe... John Dorsey is the third GM that's gotten fired recently. You had Scott McLaughlin over in Washington got let go like before the draft. Then you had Doug Whaley, the Buffalo Bills former GM, who got fired after the draft. And now you got John Dorsey when we're like in June and training camp about to start in like a few weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be – the timing's interesting, but could he end up in Green Bay? It's possible, but – Right now, it's, it's it's hard to say, but I'm sure with his track record, because the Chiefs, they've been good, they've been successful. If a GM is struggling in the fall, like with, might be with the Chargers or another team, he, he'll. I don't think he's going to be unemployed for too long. I think someone will pick him up, probably not right now, but towards the end of the season. But you got to think, though, why do you think the Kansas City Chiefs let him go in the first place? Because he was so successful, like you said, ever since coming, back, coming into Kansas City, I think it was 2012-2013, he came in with the Chiefs. So why do you think they let him go completely from this team? Because they were so successful since then. Well, according to their owner, Clark Hunt, this is what he said. He said, 
and I quote, I notified John that we would not be extending his contract beyond the 2017 season. And after consideration, we felt it was in his best interest and the best interest of the team to part ways now. So I just it, don't get it. It could be a clash of philosophies. Like he wants to do one thing and the owner wants to do something else. Might have been San Francisco least, situation too, mm-hmm. like with Jim Harbaugh, with Jim Harbaugh and, and the ownership and, there. Yep, so New York's, yep. Yeah, uh, it, it's just a questionable, questionable, uh, not firing, but letting go of John Dorsey in this situation. But hey, a team is going to pick up John Dorsey really quickly. I think that he's not going to be on the market very long if, to be a GM anywhere. So I'm looking I think, at you, Houston. <laughs> hey, hey, don't say that. Don't say that. We don't need him to go to Houston, okay? Um, but stay out of the AFC South. Other than that, you can go anywhere else. I, I wouldn't mind anywhere else. John Dorsey deserves to be on a team somewhere. Definitely, definitely. So let's go over to the NBA, um, especially with the draft happening tonight. Los Angeles actually just drafted Lonzo Ball like we thought they were going to. Mm-hmm. So looking at the players that are still there, it, it's interesting to me, though. Look at this first. Top 10 prospects on the CBS Sports prospect list they have, mm-hmm. they're all freshmen. Yep. The top 10 are all freshmen. So... Do you think there's a player out there, yeah, even an, an upperclassman, that could make a splash in the NBA draft um, going forward? I'm not sure. I mean, I think the difference with this draft this year is like a lot of the players that are coming out, like Jason Tatum, Lonzo Ball, Marco Fultz, Josh Jackson, De'Aaron De- De- Fox. There, there's so many places you know from watching this past college basketball season. So a lot of players can relate. It's hard to say right now if any of these players that get drafted in the NBA, because we don't know if they're going to be like LeBron James or Kevin Durant or Steph Curry. We, we, we don't know right now. Um, but right now, a lot of stuff's going on in the NBA with not only this draft tonight, but potential trades. Uh, the trade that just went down 10 minutes ago. Jimmy Butler, he got traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. So that is now official. That's huge. So Coach Thibodeau gets one of his players back. So that will be a big move for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And we'll keep you updated on any other trades that go on at this point. But it's hard to say right now. We'll we'll have to see how the rest of the draft goes tonight. But who knows? There might be some sleeper picks. Maybe the Spurs might get somebody down there in those lower picks and make, make some noise. So... Like, look at Kawhi Leonard. When he was drafted, I believe he was, what, the 20th, 18th, or 20th pick? He was in the low rounds when I think the Spurs got him. We got him in a trade. Yeah. We yeah, got him in yeah. a trade. So, but he ended up being a blossoming into a great player. So, you, you never know. Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting because with college basketball, there are so many players, so many teams in college that you, I, I can't keep up with the players in college basketball to say if they're going to be good in the NBA or not. Like, the only time I ever see players is the Sweet 16. So we saw some team... Uh, not Sweet 16, I'm sorry. Just the March Madness as a whole. But we saw some of the players in Orlando when we went to the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, the round of 64 and the round of 32 yeah, in Orlando. And, I mean, you know, we saw some players there. But other than that, I just... I, I couldn't keep up with the college players. The only ones I really saw, Lonzo Ball, Markel Fultz, um, players like that, uh, De'Aaron Fox... Um, players like that. I mean, I've seen their tape before, but other than that, it's 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 hard to follow with college basketball players. But yeah, with that trade, um, that was one of the trades I was we were actually going to talk about tonight because I saw it earlier today. 
then there was a possibility they were going to be trading that seventh pick for Jimmy Butler, and they did. So that's a big thing for the Timberwolves. And speaking of another trade, LaMarcus Aldridge is actually wanting to leave the Spurs, it sounds like. There's not really... Uh, there, there's a butting of heads in that organization with, with LaMarcus Aldridge. He's very professional in the court, very professional in public about the, the team. He doesn't say anything about you know anything happening in the locker room, things like that. But apparently there's been some some you know disagreements in the locker room over the past year or two and so LaMarcus is wanting to leave there's a possibility that the Trailblazers want to bring him back and have a reunion there in Portland do you think that's an actual viable option for LaMarcus Aldridge well last I heard the San Antonio Spurs are trying to trade LaMarcus Aldridge to get a top 10 draft pick now to me personally I think they're trying to create some space if we get Chris Paul to come to San Antonio, because we have to move somebody, uh, Paul Gasol, they announced the other day that he is he's going to opt out of his contract because the Spurs will otherwise would have paid him sixteen million dollars. So he's going to opt out of his contract, but he will take less money to stay with the Spurs. So I think with Lamarcus Aldridge, it's a similar situation where, I mean, he's not going to take less money, but they're going to trade him somewhere and try to get draft picks in return to make room for a big, a potential big-name free agent that could be coming to San Antonio. Yeah, and a, also another big free agent that's all, also talking about wanting to come to San Antonio, Paul George is actually a name that's been thrown around a little bit in San Antonio. And so there's Chris Paul or Paul George. Of those two players, which player do you think San Antonio should pursue? Mm, that's really tough right now. I mean... Paul George, I think, would be a great pickup for the Spurs, but I personally think he's going to end up in California. That's in L.A. That's where he wants to go. That's where he said he wants to go. He's going to be a free agent next year, so the Patriots are trying to trade him right now because they don't want to lose him for nothing. Where Chris Paul, he's available. He has interest in the Spurs, and I think he would help us, you know, keep our guards in check because, you know, Manu's getting older. Tony Parker's getting older. Chris Paul's a little younger, but he's still got you know, speed and quickness, and and if he can keep, he'll definitely keep the Spurs in contention because we need quick guards because that's what killed us against the Golden State Warriors. I mean, yes, we lost Kawhi Leonard. We don't got to talk more about that, but we just looked slow when the Warriors were dropping those shots. So he would definitely help us out in that regard, and the Spurs got to remain competitive because everyone knows the Warriors are the team to beat in the West. So what is happening in New York with Przingis? Well, the latest rumor is that Phil Jackson is trying to entertain offers, and he knows that uh, Chris Pozingas is basically his best player. Now, last we heard this morning, they were talking. There was rumors that the Knicks were talking to the Celtics about getting the third pick and uh, Brooklyn Nets twenty eighteen pick uh, Jay Crowder and another player to go to New York for Pazingas, but apparently that deal, I don't know if that's still going to happen because the Celtics just made their pick and they take uh, Tatum. Oh, well then that's not going to so, happen anymore then. It seems highly unlikely that's going to happen. and I mean, Unless there's a backup trade somewhere. Possibly, but I'm kind of like, why Phil Jackson? Why would you trade your best player? I know you want to get rid of Carmelo Anthony. I know there's probably some other players you're trying to do, but it's not working in New York. It's not working in New York. And everyone thinks he's the problem. So, 
I mean, if you can't make it work, maybe, Phil, you, you could leave and, and maybe go to L.A. I mean, Magic Johnson is trying to get people because he wants to bring the Lakers back. Now, you're not going to be the coach, but you can be an advisor and help bring the Lakers back. That's what I think you should do because the Knicks are a mess. And even when he leaves, they're still going to be a mess. They're an absolute mess. And, and with Phil Jackson, I mean, he was a great coach. He was. We all have to give him that. But I think he's just forcing a system down the Knicks' throat that their team is not equipped for. That roster they have is not equipped for the, what, triangle approach yeah, triangle or whatever. Offense, yeah. Triangle offense. It's not equipped for that. So, you know, at a certain point, you do have to look at yourself and say, am I doing well for this team? Am I actually pre- creating a product that will win a championship? And in this case, in... New York, I don't think they're creating that product at all. So Phil Jackson needs to look at himself in the mirror and say, do I need to stay here and try to still force feed the triangle approach to this team and see if I can get something to work? Or should I go somewhere else and be an advisor somewhere or, you know, be a team president somewhere too? Or I don't know, something. He he needs to go somewhere else for a time being. And by the way, the Orlando Magic are now on the clock. Ooh, that's a good one to look for. So let me know whenever that happens. So um, on to Dwight Howard. He got traded yesterday. Well, it's funny. You mentioned Dwight Howard. He was actually talking, tweeting, not talking, tweeting about other people getting traded. And then he finds out he got traded. Now, Dwight Howard, of course, we all know him dearly because he was here with the Orlando Magic. A long time ago, it seems. And, man, Dwight Howard, has his star have fallen? I mean, he got traded to the, or sent to the Lakers. Didn't work out there. He went to the Houston Rockets for a couple seasons. Didn't work out there. He goes home to Atlanta to play for the Atlanta Hawks, who gave him a three-year, $75 million contract. 70.5. 70.5, excuse me. <laughs> That's five, a huge difference for them, though. I was $5 million off. That's so, a huge difference. So... So, he plays for this past season, gets the Hawks in the playoffs. Yes, they lose in the first round. And then they trade him to the Hornets. And the Hornets didn't even give up much to, to get him. Like, oh, you, you, you want to get rid of Dwight Howard? Okay, we'll give you a couple players and we'll take him. Now, it sounds like to me the Hawks are trying to create some cap space. For what, I don't know. Like, what major free agent do you think you're going to bring in? LeBron James? He's not going to Atlanta. Maybe Los Angeles, but not Atlanta. I just don't see it. After seeing, after all these free agents that are coming up, either this year or next year, after seeing this whole situation with Dwight Howard, I don't think they would want to come just because of the way they treated Dwight Howard. That's true, too. Signing him to a three-year deal, a $70.5 million deal, and then saying, eh, we don't like you after one season? I don't know about that. That's that's kind of tough. That's a tough pill to swallow for these free agents that are coming up. So it's going to be very hard for Atlanta to bring people into that market because... I mean, look, if you're going to treat players like that, then there's no reason for a player to go there. There's no reason for a free agent to go there because they don't feel like they're going to have a chance. Mm-mm. I mean, and it's Dwight Howard, of course. So, you know, we've seen his seasons with the Houston Rockets, and and he just hasn't done as well as he did in, in Orlando, but he's uh, not a big fish in a small pond anymore. You know, he's a small, no. fi- he's a small fish in a big pond now. <laughs> Definitely not. So, so the tables have turned. And his sister is very upset about it, too. She was on 92.9 The Game in Atlanta on Wednesday, and she said that, I hear how people talk and the things they say, and I just don't think that Atlanta is a loyal city. I really don't. She goes on to say, I hate to hear all the negative calls talking about my brother and the things that that have been going on with the Hawks. He was one of the 
the first big free agents to come here, and I think a lot of the free agents are going to look at that and see how they do their free agency, and they're not going to want to come to this city. And she said there wasn't a problem with this with the Hawks last season. Um, her brother wasn't the problem with the Hawks last season. It was other things besides that. So, you know, her his family is coming to his defense, and like you said, he kind of got sideswiped with this one. He was talking about players, be, players being traded, and all of a sudden, hey, guess what, Dwight? You got traded. So, tough news for Dwight Howard going to another team, his fourth team since leaving the Orlando Magic and uh, we'll see how he does in Charlotte. So on to the NHL expansion draft. Last night that happened, and man, I know, I knew this was going to happen. I knew that the the Vegas Knights, Golden Knights, were going to choose James Neal from the Nashville Predators. Mm-hmm. But it was just a tough pill to swallow. I just watching it last night. I was I was very upset. I was about to go grab a carton of ice cream from the fridge and just eat the whole thing because I was very sad. And, you know, he's done a lot of stuff for the team. He's He's been a very, very reliable scorer the past three seasons. I think it was two or three seasons with the Predators. He scored at least 20 goals the past, like, nine seasons he's been in the league. Ever since he started in the league, he's scored 20 goals at least every single season. So he's been a very reliable scorer. We're going to have to find someone who can do the same thing for next season even though we do have some scores on our team just it, it's just it's a tough pill to swallow it's hard to see him leave to go to Las Vegas but I'm sure he's going to do great there he's going to probably be a captain there too I wouldn't be surprised he needs to be the captain there because he's a great player but um looking at everything that happened in the expansion draft last night the biggest loser I would say in that whole draft was probably Tampa Bay they gave up so much just to protect one player they gave up two yes. two few two future picks a defenseman and a forward from the khl in russia who might not even sign in the nhl but it, it, the door is still open for him to sign so they gave up a lot just to protect one player um and it, it's it's it was ridiculous but the expansion draft what were your thoughts about it well i did watch it last night and I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights, let's let's remember, Dylan, this team paid, these guys, the owners, paid $500 million to join the league. And I guess they're putting that money in good use because they were, obviously, they made a lot of big moves in this expansion draft. It's kind of weird because normally with expansion drafts, you get to pick bad players. But with the new NHL expansion rules, now you get a chance to pick up some decent players. And... Just to name a few players that the Vegas Golden Knights have picked. Because you're not the only one who's bummed about losing James Neal. I'm bummed because our caps, we gave up Nate Schmidt, who's mm. been one of our promising defensemen, yeah. going to the Vegas Golden Knights. So that's to me, is going to be a big loss for us on defense. They also picked up Jonathan Marchessault from Florida. They also picked up, well, of course, you mentioned James Neal. Mark Mathot, he was a beast in for Ottawa this season. And he is the guy that is going to get up on your best player's face. He did it against Sidney Crosby and the Penguins. He was all over them. So, to me, that that's a great pickup for the Vegas Golden Knights. And they are going to be a team to, to, to be reckoned with. Now, they also made a, uh, some stock up on a lot of draft picks as well. They got 12 picks through, like, 2020. So, they stocked up on that as well. 
And they also got some top prospects like defenseman Shea Theodore and Fort Alex Took. So they got a lot of good players in this draft. Thomas Nosek from Detroit with the Grand Rapids. That's a good one. Cody Eakin, of course. That's another good one as well. So like I said, Vegas Golden Knights. Me and Dave Rink, as we talked about earlier today, so we were kind of like, he thinks they're going to be a seller team. I'm like, no. This team is way too good to be dead last. I would say in the Western Conference, they're not going to the playoffs. That's not happening. I don't but, think they will either. But I would say anywhere between 10th or 13th place overall in the Western Conference, I think that's not bad for the first year. Because you got Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah, you got Marc-Andre Fleury in goal. three Stanley Cups. He's going to be fantastic. Um Ben Reamsdyke from the Blackhawks. He was a tra- he was a promising defenseman too. Yes, but they traded him though to Carolina. That yeah, was announced yeah. And which I mean, it would have been nice if they would have kept him. But um, I mean, still, even getting some picks from Carolina, trading Van Reamsdyke to Carolina is good for them. Um, getting getting some trade capital like that is is fantastic. And like I was saying about with the Tampa Bay uh, Tampa Bay trade, so the Golden Knights came away with 24-year-old winger Nikita Gusev. That's the guy that's from the KHL. Yep. Um, a 2017 second-round pick and a 2018 fourth-round pick. Um, and they also picked up the defenseman Jason Garrison. They were trying to get out of Jason Garrison's contract in Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. which was a $4.6 million cap hit. Um, so that's what they were trying to get out of. So they were trying to force Tampa Bay to pick Garrison and Tampa Bay said, I mean, um, Vegas said, look guys, if you want Garrison to come to our team, here's what you have to give us as well. And they did, which you know what? I'm kind of, I'm proud of the predators for not giving up anything else besides James Neal, because I mean, we got rid of James Neal. Um, there's a chance that Mike Fisher might, might retire this season too. So we're getting rid of, t- we're, we're losing two players there that are very, very good players. If, Mike Fisher retires, which I think he'll probably come back for one more year, but there's still a possibility that he retires after this year, after the Stanley Cup run. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I, I think that Vegas is going to be better than the Predators whenever they started in the league when they were an expansion draft <laughs> team. So um, I think that Vegas will actually play very, very, very well in their first year. Uh, Dylan, just to interrupt with some breaking news. So, the Orlando Magic, they select Jonathan Isaac from Florida State. He's a small forward. Okay. So going with, well, Florida State is well, it's in the state, so kind of local. Florida State played pretty well last season, too. Yeah, they, they did. Played, they, they, we saw them play, didn't mm-hmm. we? Yeah, we did. We saw them play against yes, Florida. Florida Gulf Coast, yeah. Yeah, Florida Gulf Coast, man. They, they played pretty well. Also pretty known as game. Dunk City. Yep. Dunk City, baby. Dunk, Dunk City. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, carry on. Are, are we still talking about the expense draft or are we talking about the NHL draft? We'll move on to, move on to the NHL draft. Okay. That's going to be happening tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be the breaking that down. The Jersey have the top pick. They do. We're going to be breaking that down next week, talking about the players that were picked and, and what to look forward to next season for those teams in the NHL draft. So make sure to check that out tomorrow. And if you have any questions about the draft, feel free to email us. My email is dylan at outofboundspodcast.com. JT is jt at outofboundspodcast.com. Or message us us on our Facebook page, Twitter. Um, We want to get some questions from you guys. So definitely ask us about that because we are more than welcome to answer those questions. So let's go to JT's football recap of the week. All right, guys. And tonight we are going to... Recap the latest from the beautiful game as everything that has been going on within the past week. And I'm going to start with the Confederations Cup. 
in Russia that's been going on. So just to give you a quick recap on some games. So the first game was on June 17th. Russia, they defeated New Zealand 2-0 to open up the tournament. Portugal and Mexico, they played on June 18th. That was a great game. 2-2 draw there. Cameroon lost to Chile 2-0. And then on June 19th, which is Monday, Germany beat Australia 3-2. And then yesterday we had a couple games. We had Portugal. Cristiano Ronaldo got a header against Russia to beat them 1-0. And then Mexico, they were down 1-0 to New Zealand and then came back late to win that game 2-1 yesterday. So they are up 2-1. In today's games, they were both draws. Cameroon and Australia got a 1-1 draw. And Germany and Chile also got a 1-1 draw. So through two matches, just going to recap the standings in the Confederations Cup real quick. In Group A, Mexico leads with four points. Second place, Portugal leads with four points. Russia, the host, is behind with three points. New Zealand is dead last with no points. And they are eliminated from the tournament. In Group B, Chile has four points. Germany has four points. Australia has one point. Cameroon has one point. Those two teams, Australia and Cameroon, still have a slim chance to make it. So we will keep you updated on what is going on in Russia. Now to some transfer rumors. The only one that's been officially confirmed is Mohamed Salah. He is now leaving AS Roma as he has signed a contract with Liverpool. So he is going to the Premier League next season. There was a lot of rumors going on on social media the past couple of days about Slatsan Ibrahimovic. So apparently he was out wearing some shirt and a says "Welcome to Los Angeles," but it was in the black and gold colors. So everyone's thinking, "Hmm, is he going to be playing for LAFC next year?" We don't know. Nothing has been officially announced yet. So we'll keep you updated on that. The latest big news that was going on was. Cristiano Ronaldo, apparently he wants to get out of Spain. I don't know if those tax eva- evasion stuff is affecting it. Possibly. Um, Maybe. I don't know what's going on in Spain with people not paying their taxes lately. You had Messi <laughs> got in trouble yeah. with that. You yeah. had Cristiano Ronaldo get in trouble. Now yep. our, our coach, Jose Mourinho, is getting in trouble. So come on, people in Spain. Please pay your taxes. What are you doing? So anyway... So, we'll keep you updated on what's going on with Cristiano Ronaldo. Is he going to stay? He's going to go. I personally think he's going to stay just because, come on, you got another chance to win a, a Champions League trophy. You can win three in a row. Three in a row. So, do it. I think he should stay. That would be my decision. But we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, let's talk some MLS recap last night. There were some games that happened last night in MLS. DC United defeated Atlanta United 2-1. to one. Minnesota United defeated Portland Timbers 3-2. The LA Galaxy defeated the Colorado Rapids 3-1. Of course, Orlando City, they had some games this past week. They had a game on Saturday against the Montreal Impact. And that was a 3-3 draw. Very close game there. And then they also had a game last night. Last night, they were up in Seattle playing the Seattle Sounders. In the Pacific Northwest, Will Bruin, he scored the first goal in the 19th minute. And Orlando City, we had to get a goal from Scott Lee Sutter at the dying second. It was literally the last kick of the game. Went in the net with assist by your boy Dylan. Kaka! Kaka! So, he gets the goal. So, we are got two draws in the last few games. 1-1. So, Orlando City is starting to, you know, we haven't got a win, but we got a couple draws. We're still in fourth place. 
So we're doing very well. We will be playing the Chicago Fire this weekend. So that will be a very interesting game. It will be in Chicago. So that will be an interesting game to watch. The Orlando Pride had a game this past week. They were in Houston and taking on the Houston Dash. They defeated the Houston Dash 4-2. So they will play Houston again at the Orlando City Stadium this Saturday. So Orlando City, or excuse me, Orlando City, Orlando Pride is moving up the table. Alex Morgan is also back. Um, she's nursing, I think, a hamstring injury right now. So it may be a while before she gets back. But Orlando Pride, they're moving up the, the table, so that's great. All right, so I'm going to finish off just to give you some highlights on some games to keep an eye out for this weekend in the beautiful game. So tomorrow we got the Houston Dynamo against FC Dallas. That will be a big game to watch tomorrow. And then you will also have going on in the NASL. The big game over there is going to be the New York Cosmos. They'll be down in Miami taking on the Miami FC. That's a big game because pretty much if Miami FC wins that game, they pretty much wrapped up the spring title. So that's going to be a big deal as well. Other games to keep an eye out, of course, the Confederations Cup. They finish up their group play this weekend. Mexico will take on Russia. I think whoever wins that game is going to be the second team to advance. New Zealand takes on Portugal. Portugal, I think, is going to pretty much win that game easily. Germany will take on Cameroon. And Chile will take on Australia. So those are some games to keep an eye out this weekend. And that will conclude my football recap of the week. Sweet. So on to our miscellaneous news for the week. So the big news coming out of L.A., JT, the Dodgers, they're on fire. Yep, the Dodgers won a big game last night. They won their baseball game last night. Hold on. As I'm trying. It's a baseball game? <laughs> yes. They, <laughs> they had, won a baseball they game. They had a game last That's night. That's good. I'm trying to remember who they played right now. Give me just <laughs> one second here. It's all good. Because I, I had it in my head and I lost it. We're waiting it. for you. It's okay. But they've won 12 out of their last 13 games. So wow. they are doing really good. The LA Dodgers are right now. They have a 47 and 26 record right now, too, in the yep. in the league. So the Nets, that's what they played last night. Okay. They beat them eight to two. And sorry, they play the Mets. Sorry, Ryan Campbell. I know you're Mets. <laughs> they play the Mets again on Thursday mm-hmm. tonight at 10 10 p.m., which is a late game. Um, but it's on the West Coast, so it's understandable. Yep. The, and Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. The Astros, they also won yesterday beating the Athletics. The Mariners beat the Detroit Tigers. The D-backs, they scored 16 runs against the Rockies yesterday. The Atlanta Braves, they beat the Giants 5-3. So, let's see, any other good... High- Tampa Bay Rays, they beat the Reds 8-3. So, I'm sure David O'Leary and Kevin Holmes talked a lot about that. So, <laughs> as we look at the standings at the moment, the New York Yankees are still leading the AL East. The Cleveland Indians are leading the AL Central. Houston is leading the AL West. The East, the Washington Nationals are still leading. Central Division in the NL Central. The Milwaukee Brewers, they're up two games over the Cubs right now. And they're up five games over the Cardinals. And the LA Dodgers are holding a slim lead over the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Colorado Rockies. So that will be very interesting to see. As far as teams in the wild cards, right now in the American League, it's the Boston Red Sox and the Minnesota Twins. They're in the top two wild cards. Tampa Bay, the Rays, they're right behind them. And the Mariners are a game and a half behind. And in the National League, 
you have the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Colorado Rockies in the two wildcard spots in the National League. The Cubs are behind them big time, as well as the Cardinals. So we'll see if they'll catch up. The Braves are 12 games back. So they got some work to do. But it's okay. The All-Star break is going to be here in a few weeks. So after the All-Star break, Dylan, you know what that means. There's going to be some trades, some sellers, some buyers. And you got teams that are going to try to make late pushes. So you never know. These teams that are up in the stands right now, they could easily collapse because there's a lot of baseball games still left to be played. Yeah, definitely. And so going to some golf news. In the U.S. Open this past weekend, Brooks Kepka won the U.S. Open. So that's his first major victory, I believe it is. Yes, his first major championship. So congratulations to Brooks. And if you sign up for the round on Brooks, I think it was called I Sign Up For It, they send you coupons if he scores an eagle, if he scores a hole-in-one during the during the season. So uh, if you're signed up for that, you're getting a lot of coupons because I've been getting text like crazy getting ten dollars off drizzly the app d-r-i-z-l-y drizzly if you want to sponsor us you can it's it's okay um so ten dollars off drinks there it's it's crazy it's crazy so brooks congratulations once again and so now on to our winners and losers jt you want to go first sure so my winner this week is kind of gonna talk about the nhl with their recent expansion draft. But to me, the biggest winner is the Calgary Flames because they got to protect all their top rookies and didn't have to give up anybody to the Vegas Golden Knights. So that was a big deal for them. Of course, Marc-Andre Fleury, who I mentioned earlier, he's definitely a big winner. Hey, I won three cups. I I unfortunately didn't shoot much because I had a concussion the year before. But we won the cup. I still counts. And then I played two rounds this year. Held the Penguins in the third round. And then my boy Murray took care of the rest of it. And I got another cup. So I get two cups. And I still get to keep my job. Because uh, I, I don't think he's going to be able to challenge much with Fleury. I think it's his job to lose. So I think he will be the starting goalie for the Vegas Golden Knights. And it's going to be very interesting to see how the Vegas Golden Knights he does in net. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, another big winner. Didn't have to give up much in the draft as well. My loser this week, who I mentioned earlier, is Phil Jackson. He apparently didn't get the job done with the Bazingas trade. All this hype about, I want to get rid of Carmelo. I want to get rid of Bazingas. I want to do. Phil, what are you doing, man? You've been in New York for, what, three, four seasons now? Yeah. And you still. The New York Knicks are still a laughing stock. Nothing's changed. And, they're awful. You know, I mean, the only good thing for them is at least they're doing better than the Brooklyn Nets. But the New York Knicks, they are a team with proud history. They had the whole mess with Charles Oakley in the stands and all that. You know, James Dolan, all that. New York needs to get the Knicks going because the NBA needs them. They need them to be great. We've seen this, of course, with the Lakers being down, but now they're going to be up. And it's going to be a matter of time before someone kicks Phil Jackson out of New York and try to make the Knicks relevant again. Because, to me, the New York Knicks need to be relevant. So, Phil Jackson, like we told you earlier, man, if you're not getting it done, do what's best for the team. Just leave. Be a consultant for another team. Be a team president. Maybe if the Seattle Supersonics come back, you know. Hey, and they, I know David Van Cleve <laughs> really wants that to happen. He really does. I, I'm not I'm not spreading rumors, Seattle. I'm not trying to get hopes. I'm just saying that if it happens and – 
the man is still around. You know, you could use him. You could use him to make some picks, get some players, and who knows, make the Sonics great again. So, <laughs> <laughs> or bring back the Sonics again. I mean, that's... you know, so that is my loser for the week. Anyway, so. Uh, Dylan, who are your winners and losers for this week? Winners and losers. So I actually tr- changed my winner for the week. My winner for the week is Brooks Kepka because he celebrated with the U.S. Open trophy in the best possible way by drinking Fireball out of it this Uh-oh. weekend at a club with Dustin Johnson and Paulina Gretzky in Las Vegas. So I think it's fantastic that he's using that as a goblet now. He learned some things from Little John and the and the Ying Yang Twins. By using a big bowl as a goblet. So good for you. Drinking Fireball out of the U.S. Open Cup. And Curtis Strange uh, revealed on on revealed the news on Twitter. Noting that he drank Budweiser out of the trophy when he won it in, 90, in 1988-1989. So that, that trophy has seen its days. And seen better days. With Fireball in it and Budweiser. Um, and then my loser of the week is actually going to go to the National Predators jerseys. Because they're the oh, worst yes. jerseys in the NHL now. They're awful. I looked at I, okay, I looked at them up close, and they you look, trimmed out a lot of blue there. They look better up close. I can I can give them that, but it just still looks awful. They did not do a good job with that jersey. But I mean, it's, look at the lost look look at the Vegas Golden Knights. Look at their jersey. Their jersey is phenomenal. I love the red the red on it. The red is really cool. I wish I think we talked about this before that the red should be in the logo somewhere because that red looks so good with the jersey. But why could the Preds not get a better jersey? Who did we screw up? Who did we screw in this whole scenario <laughs> because they're the ones sticking it to us now. We made someone mad in the league. And they're just giving it to the Preds now. With this expansion draft, with the with Are the jerseys, with theory? with the referees and the Stanley Cup oh, final, boy, here but we I'm go. not going to talk about that anymore. <laughs> we're we're going to move past that because we got to the final. That's going to be your thought, final thoughts, uh, off air, right? Yes, <laughs> we got to the final as a 16th seed once again, and we shouldn't have been there in the first place, and we were. So, hot league, take that <laughs> NHL. Oh man. Anyway. So JT, Gary Bettman on line one, please. <laughs> <laughs> He'll call me after this. I bet. I'm sure he will. So JT, on to your final thoughts for the week. Well, I like to conclude my final thoughts um, with some possible news going on Twitter, according to uh, Taylor Twelman, who uh, is does uh, soccer stuff for ESPN FC. He posted on Twitter that there's a real possibility that ESPN will be covering the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup match between FC Cincinnati and the Chicago Fire, who we talked about last week. So this game is on June 28th. So this is a big deal because normally ESPN, when they broadcast Lamar Hunt uh, Championship, it's usually either the, the final or like a semifinal match. Especially because usually by then it's usually MLS teams at that point. Yeah. So the hope is that with ESPN doing this game, that it creates interest, and that maybe other TV networks could broadcast. Because we always talk, us soccer fans, we've always talked about why is Lamar Hunt 
U.S. Open Cup never get any coverage. It's so hard to find. I got to go on YouTube every time to watch a game and, and the game's on and, and find a reliable stream and hope it works. Like, what, like last week when I was watching the Orlando City Miami FC game, I had to watch it via YouTube on the U.S. Soccer channel, yeah. on the U.S. Soccer uh, website. So my hope is that maybe this will create some momentum where TV networks can say, hey, we'll broadcast some of these games, pay some money, and you know promote this tournament, get it out there. Because U.S. Soccer says they got, like, what, $100 million lying around somewhere? Somewhere. Like, put that money. Where your mouth is. <laughs> well, <laughs> put that money towards investing in this tournament to, to get more people to watch it, interested in it, and these teams, you know, get promoting up some more money because this tournament is a big deal because if you win the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup, you get a spot in the CONCACAF Champions League. So that's a big deal because it's a regional tournament, best teams in the North America, Caribbean, and uh, North America, the Caribbean, and Central America. So that's a big deal. So hopefully that will lead to something, I hope. Well, it's sad that they they put the PBA tournament, the bowling tournament, on ESPN, they give it more coverage than the soccer tournaments do. So, I mean, I, I think that ESPN, that's the reason why they're going under in the first place, because we've talked about this before. Um, but I think that ESPN should be looking at things like this soccer tournament and, and uh, other tournaments as well, but, you know, specifically this tournament for right now. Um, they should definitely be covering that more often. I think they should. Instead of, instead of bowling and, and arm wrestling and all this crap they've been doing the past few years. To fill 24 hours. Stupid. <laughs> Garbage. But yeah, that includes my final thoughts. Okay. <laughs> what about good. you, Dylan? Who you got? Uh, my final thoughts go out to the GM of the Nashville Predators, David Poyle. Congratulations on GM of the year. You definitely deserved it. It was a fantastic year for the Nashville Predators. I cannot wait to see what happens with this team going forward. I'm going to be watching this team in the preseason game against Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay in September. So I'm very excited about that, but I'm just very excited to see what happens with this team. He did a great job during the expansion draft to where he only gave up James Neal, which it was a tough blow for our team. But at the same time, he saved a lot of our young players. So we have a young core to our team and our, the average age of our team is like 26 years old. Now it's a very, very young team very young core with Stanley Cup experience. So that's a good thing moving forward. And I think that our team will be very, very hard to beat in the next few seasons. And Chicago, we're coming for you. All right. And uh, Dylan, one more thing I just want to quickly mention uh, before we conclude the show. I just wanted to uh, extend my uh, condolences to the family for uh, Tony DiCicco. Tony DiCicco, he was the U.S. women's national team coach. Um, in the '90s, he uh, he uh, he passed away. I believe it was two. He passed away. I want to say it was two days ago, and uh, he he lost his battle with cancer. He was 68, but he uh, did a lot for U.S. women's soccer, and he helped them. He led them to the the Olympic gold medal in '96, and then he also led us to the U.S. women's national team to their first uh, World Cup title, which was in uh, 1999. So. Just wanted to say uh, uh, thoughts and prayers and condolences to uh, the family for uh, Tony Tico's uh, Tony Chico, excuse me, his family. Definitely, definitely. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the show this week, guys. 
Um, you're more than welcome to follow us on Twitter. OOB Podcast is our Twitter handle. You can go on Facebook, Out of Bounds with Out of Bounds Podcast with Dylan James, and also our Facebook, OutofBoundsPodcast.com. We have not posted anything on that website in the past few weeks. But we're going to change that. Hiring contributors now. We are hiring contributors. <laughs> we're not even hiring. If you want to contribute to our website, reach out to us. Dylan at outofboundspodcast.com. JT at outofboundspodcast.com. JT, what is your Twitter handle? You can reach me at JTSaka88. That's at JTSOCKA88. You can also email me at JT at outofboundspodcast.com. Com. You can also reach out to me on my personal sports blog. Don't feel bad. I haven't posted much on there either, at least sports blog stuff. But we need I, to do better than but that. But I'm going to work. Well, I've been posting the podcast stuff. That's on there. We need to do better but than that. But I need to start writing my stories and soccer and basketball, whatever I want to talk about. Yeah. So I'm now that I'm done with my sports broadcasting class, and I got my certification on that now. There you go. Woo-woo. Now I can focus on getting my article going and... Doing, I'll probably write something about the Florida Firefrogs this weekend. Shout out to JT for getting his diploma with sports broadcasting management thank worldwide. You. Thank you very much. Fantastic. But as I was saying, you can reach out to me on my personal blog. It's called jtthesportsguy.com. And you can reach out to me on Twitter as well, Dylan underscore James on Facebook, Dylan James there. Uh, reach out to me whenever you want to, guys. Give us some feedback, comments, suggestions, whatever you want to do on this show. Also, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We will be greatly appreciative of those comments and those ratings and we want to make this show better for you every single week so definitely give us those suggestions and thanks again for listening to the show and we will talk to you guys next week enjoy the sports